Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Buying Florida. Hey, I'm Didier at Didier Mortgage, and we're going to talk about investment properties. You know, I only handle the state of Florida, so if you have any properties or any questions you have inside the border walls, I'm Didier, Buying Florida, and I look forward to answering any questions for you. And thank you for tuning in today. We're going to talk about investment properties since COVID. You know, a lot of you read a lot of stuff in the papers where, you know, people are getting to live in a rental home and they don't have to pay any rent payments and they've been able to not have to pay it during this crisis and obviously the person owning the home has that debt in the mortgage that must be paid so they've tightened up rather well on that so i just want to go over a little bit so you have a clearer better understanding you know i do a I'm, i do a one to two minute video and then i like to expand on it with my podcast to get a little bit greater detail so when you're buying a you're going to buy an investment property and you're all psyched and pumped, which is awesome. You know, it's requiring 20% down and that's for a condo. It's a single family home or a pud town home villa. And so 20% down is, is good, but you know, I've noticed the pricing is just not that attractive. And so like I've noticed the rates are like in the high fours and there's not really any lender credit. So there's origination being charged. So, I'm not seeing like, oh, wow, we would really want to do this product at this value. But if you go 25% down, I'm seeing it, you know, in the threes with lender credit. And so it's really much more exciting. It seems to be more a better fit for you uh, for income stream with the more money down and in such a drastic difference. I've seen it like a 1% difference, which is pretty huge in an interest rate when you're trying to get cash flow from a rental property. So I just want you to keep that in mind on single family homes, condos and townhomes and PUDs. So that's what you're looking at. Uh, the other thing I wanted to share with you is that on, you know, people buying these duplex and triplex and investment property, uh, you know, they require 25% down and the rates are pretty darn good. So really at 25% down for a duplex triplex, you're looking great on rates. So great opportunity. You know, I got to tell you, and I'm going to throw this out there for the, the people that haven't owned a home ever. And whether you're graduating from college or you got a professional job or, you know, you got out of high school, you're working, whatever the case may be, you want to buy your first home. I, I want you to, I'm going to plant a seed for you. You got to go buy your first home as a duplex or a triplex. You can go FHA with as little as three and a half percent down if you do an owner occupied and you rent out the other units. So that's one way to really think about something, you know. I think by law, you have to be in there for a year. You move in the place and you honestly, really, you do live in it. And you got your renters in the other units. And I, for three and a half percent down, your first place, that's a no-brainer. And uh, I mean, I wish I'd have done that when I was 26. But, uh, you know, those are things that uh, I, I wanted to share with you. And it's about investment properties. But I'm, I'm also trying to give you an idea for... The people that have never owned a home, maybe a great opportunity to buy your first home and, and buy a multifamily and go live in the unit. You know, like wherever my daughter has soccer, I go for walks, you know, 
and and I noticed like these people like in it was in an industrial park, and and people like have a storage facility. They get their you know, they're living right on there, and they got all the storage and everything going on. So I think it's kind of like I, I see everything and I watch everything and see a lot of people their businesses they live at their home and they got their business right there, and uh, you know if you could buy a, a rental property and and rent out the other two units, and I'm not like I don't I don't do real estate I just do mortgages but. My goodness, you know, you buy a place and you got rental income coming in on the other two units or the other unit. I'm sure that's covering your mortgage completely and then some. And then that just allows you to continue making that mortgage payment and using that money to pay down the loan even faster, which I think is a great idea. But let's get back to the investment properties. So the investment properties that you're buying and you're buying the uh, you know, you're buying it with 20 or 25 percent down. You got to remember about the property taxes, and that's a big issue right there that I want to share with you. You're seeing the taxes. You may be looking at make up numbers a two hundred thousand dollar home, and those taxes are like fifteen hundred. And you're like, wow, this looks in my model. It's great. Well, you know, maybe that person owned it as a primary residence. It's got homestead, but remember, when you're buying it for an investment purpose, that investment purpose is uh, there's no homestead. So you buy that two hundred thousand dollar home, your taxes are going to be what you know. Could be having the higher threes. And you can look at the county website. So the county website can help you with non-homestead, the purchase price, and give you more reliable information than me just guessing and giving you a range. And you're going to need to know that information in your calculations because obviously you got rental income coming in. And one of the big factors is really having, you know, no homestead and those taxes changing the following year. So I, I think with these low rates, if you can put down the extra money, You've got great rates, and then you just got to combat the uh, higher taxes without the homestead the following year. And the other thing I wanted to share with you on investment properties is, you know, a lot of times you try to see about getting the seller to pay some closing costs, you know, and FHA allows up to 6%, conventional allows up to 3 less than 20% down, and 6% over 20% down. Well, on an investment property, it's 2%. So it's right across the board too. And you got to remember that. I've seen some, you know, contracts coming in and you got the seller paying 3%. Well, 2% is all you can get on an investment property. So I think you need to look at those things and, and see how that affects you when buying investment properties. And, uh, you know, they want to see reserves. They want to see that you have, uh, you know, the money down and, you know, going in that direction. So, you know, they really clamped up when it came down to COVID and we were in April and May. I mean, it was horrible. You couldn't price anything out. And so I see it loosening up as we go along and the government's buying more and, and helping out, which is great. But, uh, you know, just got to be careful when you're buying and making sure it all makes sense to you. And I just want to share that. But I really want to give you guys a home run. If you never owned a home, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to repeat this. Buy a duplex or a triplex. Why do you need to buy a house with a white picket fence? Why? Because most of you all can have roommates anyways. Why don't you just, instead of having him in your unit, have him in the next unit, in the other unit. And I think that's a great way to start off and, and go in that direction. So just some thoughts for you to learn, grow, and know upon. What else can I share with you? You know, the appraisal fees are always more expensive, and everyone gets caught off guard. You know, appraisals for like an FHA is like 500 You know, a conforming loan, Fannie Freddie's, 450 you know, in that vicinity. And then when you do an investment property, five, six, five fifty, six, six fifty, seven, and people are freaking out. Well, the reason is because 
they've got to do rent schedules, right? So they've got to, they're not doing it as a single family home owner occupied. They're doing it as rent schedules to find out what kind of rents are going on. So you can use that rent to help qualify because they're going to use the rent to offset the debt. Now, this is really a good piece of information I'm going to share with you. So you buy your investment piece of property, you're in there, and you got to rent it out. And you want to refinance your home or go buy your primary residence. Well, we're going to qualify you with that debt and we're not going to look at the rental income, but you're saying, hey, but we got leases. Everything's value. It's right here. Well, in 2020, with all the things that have gone on, please note, they're going to want to look at your tax returns. They're going to want to see the rent schedule on there. So if you buy that property in 2020, and you don't qualify for your new home as a primary in the investment property because you can't use the rental, you got a problem. So you really got to remember that you got to get the rental income. And please do me a favor. Please show the rental income on your tax returns. I get people calling me up wanting to refinance or do a purchase and they got these rental properties and, you know, they don't put the rental income on their tax returns. You don't show it. Well, if you don't show it, it's a debt against you. It makes it difficult. So show the rental income, pay the taxes. My goodness, you got enough write-offs with depreciation, everything else. You shouldn't have to pay taxes on it. So show the rental income so that we can help offset the mortgage payment for any future investment properties, refinancing your home, buying another primary residence. It's imperative that you show the rental income on your tax returns. I've kind of repeated that like a couple times there because... I have loans all the time and they're not showing it and you got to show it because if you don't, you get penalized and I don't think you got the income coming in to qualify for all these mortgages and I'm not allowed to use that rental income. So that's really a big piece right there. So I hope that you're understanding, digesting that one. And I try to throw tidbits as I talk in my podcast because I go from the hip and as I'm talking, I just more bullet, uh, point, bullet points come across that I can share with you. And so that's really of great importance for you. You know that your insurance, when you're getting it, obviously you're getting rental insurance. So the insurance is going to be a lot cheaper than buying it as a primary or a secondary home. And what really defines an investment property? Let's go. An investment property is when you put an annual lease. That's intentions of leasing it out. You have no intentions of occupying it at any time. And so that's kind of the deal on that one. And, you know, like people are trying to say, well, I'm going to buy a second home, uh, but the house is two blocks away from where you live. That doesn't make sense. You know, an investment property is investment property. And I always state, say this from my heart to you, state the truth. You know, it's just not worth it. Just when you're signing a loan application, it says imprisonment, right? Imprisonment or a fine. And it's not good. So the next time you do a loan, read the fourth page where your signature is. It tells you right there it's a government form. This says you got a million dollar fine or 10 years in prison. And you're like, well, geez, I mean, it's because it's an investment or a second. Well, tell the truth. That's all that matters. Tell the truth. doesn't matter what the rest of the world is doing. You tell the truth. So you can go to sleep at night and not have to worry about it. Never be in fear. So live in faith. So that's it, Didier. I thought I'd share investment properties. I hope you found it informative. And like I try to do is bullet points. So if you'd like, subscribe to my videos 
And you can get me on www.ddamortgage.com. Subscribe to my videos. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to get a little bit more info, join me on my podcast. So until next week, I'm wishing you a wonderful day and God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.